You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. He's Jake Lisko. I'm James Rapine, and we have a special, special guest for you today. But just a quick reminder that you can follow Locked On Bengals wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, Odyssey, Spotify, or wherever you go to listen to your podcast, you can find us. And make sure you follow us on Twitter as well, at Locked On Bengals and at Jake Lisko, at James Rapine. A ton to get into today with the one, the only Lance McAllister from Cincinnati 700 WLW. You can catch him on Sports Talk every weeknight, 6 to 9. Plus, he's got some extra innings post-Reds game, and he's got the best blog in town at 700WLW.com. Lance, we go back a long time. This is your first appearance on Locked on Bengals. I appreciate it. How you doing? One, I am honored Two, uh, I'm a little bit intimidated because this is the classic role reversal. Usually it's me at, me introing you and asking questions. So I'm I'm processing this and I'm treading lightly, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. See, you're worried about me. Jake's the wild card over there. So you, you never know. So that's the, the thing here. Uh, a lot to dive into. Uh, let's start with... The decision to take Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell, I feel like it was the the biggest debate that we've had from a draft perspective in, in quite some time. And uh, yeah, the Bengals, they, they take Chase. I think we were on board on this podcast. But what were your thoughts about the fifth pick? Yeah, look, I understood. And, and the, the debate gave me nightly content on the show because it was the debate of the offseason and weighing offensive line versus wide receiver, weighing the depth at each position in the draft, weighing impact. Uh, and I could have made an argument on each side, but ultimately my strongest argument was Jamar Chase. I, I thought what he was going to bring this offense, the element he would add to this offense was exactly what they were lacking. His skill set added to that wide receiver core in this offense with Joe Burrow was going to enable them to take it to the next level. And that was no slight on the offensive lineman, uh, Penny Sewell or anybody else. I just thought depth-wise, you'd be able to find that if you if you did it well, scouting and then are able to then develop, you were going to be able to find it in the second round. And that's ultimately what they did. So I, I'm glad they did it that way. Now they have to, uh, they have to have hit on their bed of Jackson Carmen in the end. Yeah, so you talk about the need to get the rest of it right. And and that is, I think, from here on, we, we don't have any answers yet, and they might sign another guy to play on the offensive line. They might not. I mean, after losing Hakeem Adenergy, I think that becomes a little bit more likely. But after what we've seen to this point, and knowing that they have executed their plan, for better or for worse, really, where would you say your confidence level is right now with this offensive line? Because I got to tell you, what I've been saying is, I see the potential, I see the plan, but I need to see it to believe it. No question. Now, I, I do like the new, the wild card, there's a couple of wild card elements. What they did in the draft with Carmen, what they did in, in adding a veteran guy who's been there, done that in Riley Reef, and also uh, Frank Pollock, the, the, the difference at, at uh, the offensive line position, uh, coach-wise, and, and the approach and, and the messaging. Um, all that's great, but I, I think it's fairly safe to say everybody for each of the 500 plus times Joe Burrow is going to drop back to pass this season. Everybody's going to hold their breath 
because uh, etched, burned in the minds of all Bengals fans is the image of Joe Burrow uh, writhing in pain on the on the field against uh, Washington. And from that grew a great deal of resentment, I think, from the fan base that he had been sabotaged by the organization, not addressing it, not protecting him enough, not doing enough. And I'll never forget in the, in the days that followed that, just the sense of anger from the fan base directed mm-hmm. specifically at Mike Brown and the coaches saying, that is our prized possession. That's our guy. You were gifted him. You didn't do enough to protect him. They've taken some steps. But again, we're all going to I think we're going to hold our breath and maybe cover uh, cover our eyes to a certain extent till Joe gets up and goes back to the huddle after every play this season. And Lance, that's the thing for me is we're still going to do that. And if they would have drafted Penny Sewell, I still would have done that. It's not like Penny Sewell's the sure thing, right? There are plenty of question marks about him as well. And, And so to me, if the offensive line isn't average, Right. Then I'm going to look back to free agency. And that's where it was underwhelming. Riley Reef and what else? You know, re-signing Quentin Spain, I liked. But I, I wasn't the, oh, my gosh, you have to break down and move mountains to get Joe Tooney. But I was on the aggressively address the offensive line in free agency. And if in January they had told me Riley Reef, Quentin Spain, that's it. Well, then I would say that's it. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. So if the offensive line falters, I'm not even going to really think about the fifth pick. I'm going to think about what they didn't do in March. No question. And especially considering the way they did last year. And look, you can debate how much they spent offense versus defense last year, but clearly it was a defensive slant on things. And you thought after that year, okay, and the added image of Joe rolling around in pain, they'll they'll really they'll double down on offensive line and free agency. And even if it if it stings a little bit and how much they have to pay to to do that in free agency. They didn't do that, and they've left themselves open a little bit um, from a criticism standpoint. I, I think now the flavor of the week becomes DeCastro and whether he enters uh, the conversation and how how the injury is, how you know how he would view them, how they would view them. I, and I, I don't want to get too far ahead, but there's there's still some opportunities. And James and Jake, you guys know how the the Steelers op- or fans operate. Anything the Steelers do is looked at it as oh, the Steelers did it, the Bengals should have done it. And that means why didn't the Bengals get Trey Turner? So there's always going to be that wheel in motion of a comparison to the Steelers and how they address their offensive line. I'll tell you this. I look at that Steelers offensive line right now and I see a train wreck, like yeah. a disaster. I mean, <laughs> people like to talk about the Bengals offensive line and for good reason. It's highly questionable, but those same questions face the Steelers offensive line. And I think more so now with David DeCastro. And just on that note, the news today is, I need to see David DeCastro being the eye. Need to see what this ankle surgery that I need is going to do. And then maybe I'm going to retire. And I'm happy yeah. with that. So uh, that's why the initial reaction that I saw yesterday on, on Twitter is, oh, they got to go sign him. Of course they got to sign him. They should have drafted him. And I'm like, all right, let's pump the brakes, guys. The Steelers <laughs> have a bad offensive line. You don't just cut somebody that's capable. There's probably a reason for this. And the reason is probably that he can't play football and it looks like that's what it is at least for the immediate future but all of these questions for me around the offensive line about have the Bengals done enough really come down to for me a confidence question in this team and and there's no real reason for fans to be terribly confident outside of Joe Burrow the results from Zach Taylor's regime have not been promising the results under Mike Brown are very well documented for the last 30 years 
Where are you at in terms of your confidence level heading into this season as somebody who's covering this team? And I mean, I, I think you're probably like us where you would rather cover a winning team than a team that's gone through the misery of the last two seasons. No question. And, and I think a lot of this comes down to uh, what Jonah Williams is this season. I, I, I think Jonah Williams has to be the guy that everybody envisioned when they drafted him. I think he has to be a guy who people say, wow, look at Jonah Williams and the step up he's taken, the the new and improved, the, the better Jonah Williams. We, we, we know the the injury dings of the first couple of seasons and the question marks. There, there can't be those this year. He has to be a rock-solid man. Look what he's done. I, I, look, you know, I look on the other side, like a Jermaine Pratt, a guy like that, who really has to do something this year. Um, Jonah Williams has been decent to good they need him to be really good this year. And if he is, I, I think it it kind of tilt changes the dynamics on that offensive line. Yeah, it certainly would. And I always thought that Jonah was going to be good and it's some unfortunate health. And, and who knows? We'll see there if Frank Pollock can get the most out of him. But obviously health is the biggest question. Let's stick on offense here. And, and Lance, obviously we could go back to you know, Boomer Esiason to the days of uh, Jeff Blake, Keely Smith, the bad days to to Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton and now Joe Burrow. How does he rank for you in terms of, I don't know, potential physical traits, the leadership stuff you hear about? Because when I think back to him being drafted and and even last year with, with no fans in the stands for his debut, I don't remember people being, and I know people were excited in 04, and certainly 03. But I don't remember people being as excited as they were for Joe Burrow. Is that the case for you? And is there any comparison over the years that you recall? Yeah, to me, he um, th- there's so much boomer in him to me just from the, and I hate this word, but I'll use it, the, the moxie and the leadership and the, the, the gravitas and the, just the sense of, of control. Like this is my team. This is my huddle. This is my game. And that was Boomer. Now, now Joe, I mean, Boomer was a second round pick. We know Joe's talent and, and, and skill set, but just from the, the leadership standpoint, I, I, I don't recall some seeing somebody who has come onto the scene and done so much and said so much right from day one and has such an awareness of Everything around him and an awareness about himself. Now, all of that doesn't add up to a pro football focus grade and, and, and numbers, but just the the intangibles of what Joe Burrow has, it's it's staggering. I, I I mean, you could you could be given a blank sheet of paper and say, write down everything you'd want in a quarterback from a leadership, from a just a talking point standpoint, from an awareness standpoint. And Joe would check every single one of those boxes. And oh, by the way, we saw him in a, in a limited sample last season, how good he was throwing the ball. Now you add Jamar Chase and, and the ability to maybe uh, get it down the field a little bit more and make some of those bigger throws. I just I can't wait to see that conversation combination of health with the, the package of Joe Burrow with this offense this coming season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it is the resurgent Cincinnati Reds or you want to get in on the NBA finals coming up soon, the NHL playoffs, any UFC action you're into, Bet Online has you covered for all of it. We love their real-time updated odds. The fact that you can get your news in the same place, you get all of your betting needs met. So go check it out over at betonline.ag. See their sign-up bonuses, their contest information, all the news they have covered. 
And when you sign up, use promo code LOCKED ON. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKED ON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Lance, I don't know about you, but the focus on our show has throughout the offseason program seemed to just drift maybe inevitably to Joe Burrow and the offense. And in recent episodes, really in the last week, James and I kind of realized, man, we're not talking about this defense very much. And I think if Joe Burrow hadn't been hurt last year, we'd probably be almost exclusively talking about this defense with new starters at all three cornerback positions, new starters on the defensive line, major question marks at linebacker with second and third year players needing to take a big leap. You mentioned Jermaine Pratt a little bit earlier. The only place where you feel really good is probably safety. Yeah. So what's that like for you on the, on the radio side of things when you're talking about the Bengals, have you found the same tendencies? And if so, are you, are you kind of coming to the same realization? Like, Oh, what about this defense? Because I feel like Lou Anarumo is probably the most scrutinized coach that they've retained if you get past Zach Taylor, if you think they should have fired him. Yeah, the, the, there's no question. And I I like Lou Anarumo. I, just in talking with him, he's a guy you root for and you think, all right, he knows what he's doing. Um, that's going to have to bear out on the field this year. They, they've got to be an, I was going to say an impact defense. Look, they don't have to be a great defense. This offense should be able to score, but this defense can't continue to have the issues. And, and I, I mentioned Pratt earlier. Um, I can't wait to see what Logan Wilson does in, in his step up this season. Um, Jesse Bates is the guy, but he's a safety. And I don't mean to diminish that. There have to be other guys on this defense. There have to be mo- guys who become multiple guys on this defense that, if not wreck games, alter games. And they they haven't had that in, in recent years. They've had flashes of it, Carl Lawson types, but they're going to need that across the board this year. And you know, I can see this offense scoring in the 30s in a blink of an eye, but this defense is going to have to have to show the ability to not exactly, you know, they're not going to have to be the, the Pittsburgh Steelers to steal curtain, but they can't be the defense of the last couple of years or Lou Anarumo is not going to be around here the next year. That's the thing, too, Lance, is unlike the offensive line, they've invested so much money the past two years in this defense, and they've had a guy in Jesse Bates, a second rounder. It wasn't like he was the fifth pick in the draft who emerges as this star, this mega talent. And so resources, draft picks, you know, three linebackers in 2020. I mean, there have been a lot of resources put towards that defense, and it's kind of crazy to think that man, we don't know if they're even better than they were last year. I think they are. I think they're deeper, but there's just so many questions. And after all those resources, I guess I'm, when you look at it from that standpoint, I don't think there should be as many questions and maybe there won't be by by week four, but as of right now, it's like, man, where are they great? And outside of number 30, I I don't know if there's a spot. Yeah, I and I, I go back to uh, I love Sam Hubbard. I can't wait to see a, a healthy DJ Reader. Uh, hopefully, he gets through the season. But there isn't a um, there isn't a guy that pops. There's and look, not everybody can be Troy Polamalu or guys like that or a Ray Lewis. I, I get that, but there 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 need to be guys who at least have moments where they look like that. Um, and, and this defense hasn't. And I don't know. 
I don't know if Lou can, he's going to have to draw that out. I don't know how much there is to draw out, but it's got to be a better defense for all. You know, as, as I say this, I'm thinking this is a show me season for Lou. And then in the bigger picture, it's the show me season for Zach, because let's consider all the new faces, all these new faces and pieces are that of this coaching staff. They, they are no longer saddled with whatever was left behind, however good, however bad, however uh, weak or deficient. These are the guys that they looked at, they targeted, they scouted, they, 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 they signed. They got in free agency. You put them out there on the table and you say, show us what you got. And if it's not enough, then it means Zach's not going to be here. Lou's not going to be here. And some other coach is going to have this, this talent to, to sort through uh, by next season. And I think that that's what you have to hope they avoid. But you're right. That's what I keep coming back to with this team on both sides of the ball for the coaching staff, for the players they've brought in. They have a locker room that seems to be unanimously bought in at this point. Yep. The disgruntled veterans of the past whether they were very public about it or, or, or quiet about it, seemed to no longer be with the team one way or another. And I, I think that for that reason, and because he hasn't had the success, although he might say, you know, we started rolling in the middle of last year before Joe got hurt, that puts Zach Taylor in a very hot position. And not really just Zach Taylor, right? Because you think about the media push. The, the PR push from this team in the last few months with Elizabeth Blackburn becoming this darling in the eyes of Bengals fans and, and the game day experience changes, the new jerseys. If they fall flat this year, I, I don't know how you really recover from that. That's a long process where you have all of this momentum with your fans. And for all of that, we're looking at how good are you? Are you going to prove it? And that's got to be hard for them. No doubt. And you guys both know, if, if we listen off of the distance, you hear the clock ticking. And that is the clock on Joe Burrow's contract. And the bonus of all this, you, you just can't you just can't keep swinging and missing on seasons when you got a rookie quarterback like Joe Burrow working on his his deal. You have to take advantage of the window and you just you can't punt another season after two seasons of six wins. You can't punt another season where maybe you only win six or seven games. I'm sorry. There's been too much done uh, for this roster and for this organization across the board. And Jake, you laid it out perfectly from, from the Emmys they've won in social media and everything else. Everything else has been perfectly, almost perfectly executed down to the, the, the finest details. Now you look at your coach and say, show us what you got. And if he doesn't got it, he, you got to find somebody who does. And that's why I was kind of out <laughs> last year. And I, I wrote it at all bangles and it, it, it the, the risk in bringing Zach back is you'll know by week eight. Yes. Like, I'll be able to yes. tell you. And he might last the whole season. But if they're, you know, three and eight or two and six or, you know, one and five with that the easy part of their schedule in the front yep. half in the first couple months, then we're going to know it. And that's the scary part is holding on to six, uh, 25 and one just to do what exactly when you could have maybe got someone else. And so that would be my concern. Where were you uh, about keeping Zach when they op opted to the day after the season? Mike Brown didn't pull any punches, came out with it. Uh, where were you on that? And how do you feel about it today? Because I, I do think there's a path for Zach to have success. 
I just, I, I make a face anytime I think about that actually happening. Yeah, I, I feel I, I understood why they did it. I was more in agreement than not. And I part of me thought, you know, a healthy Joe Burrow in the back half of the season looks looks totally different. I, I think we would have had a different feel and vibe for what the team did. I don't know how many wins that would have been, but but I would have loved to have seen the, the back half of the season with a healthy Joe. I think we would have thought, all right, I, I see this plan. I see wheels turning in the right direction. Um, that obviously didn't happen, but to me, it was enough to make it the roll of the dice to say, we got to bring him back for year three. We can't blow out the coaching staff. We got to, and I, I know fans hate the injury excuse. Um, I, to me, it's not, a, it was the reality. There, there were, you, you look at some of the players that were representing that team in the late stages of the season because of injury and, and even talking with uh, the Bengals coaches and specifically the defensive line of guys being brought in late in that season. Coaches were meeting for the first time and it was a disaster health-wise and depth-wise. So I, I just thought it, it begged for, all right, I, I, nobody can count on injuries, but if this team were healthy, including Joe, I think we would have felt better about this team. So we need to give Zach one more year, and this is that year. And um, I, I think we've reached the end of the proverbial line of of patience and everything that comes with that. It's go time now. We'll continue our conversation with Lance McAllister next, right here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. You've probably heard about the crazy heat wave going on in the Pacific Northwest right now. That includes where I live. And because I've been avoiding using my oven, my stove, Built Bars have been especially convenient for me this weekend. Those nine delicious flavors, including my favorite, the coconut brownie chunk, have been getting me through with those 17 grams of protein on just 130 calories, low sugar, Along with drinking a lot of water, Built Bars are keeping me going this weekend. And if that flavor doesn't sound like it'll do the trick for you, check out their full list of nine delicious flavors. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There is something for everyone. Go check it out right now at BuiltBar.com. And when you get your raspberry or mint brownie or whatever your favorite is, make sure you use promo code LOCK15 you'll save 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for that chain store down the street to stock all of the auto parts you need. So don't go down there and wait for the counter person to put in your make and model and just order the parts into their store and then upcharge you for it. When you could go to rockauto.com from your own computer or your own mobile device and do all of that yourself. Skip the middleman. Go check out all the parts available for your car or truck at rockauto.com. You might save 50% on a fuel pump, for example. $353 at the chain store, just $216 from rockauto.com. If you drive a Honda Odyssey, Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer and that means you. Go check out their easy to use website today to find the solution to all your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com, see all those parts available for your vehicle, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The scary thing is always changing a coach in year two for a quarterback. We saw Cleveland, keep Freddie Kitchens for Baker Mayfield. 
obviously didn't work out up there. You, you hope that it's a little bit different in Cincinnati. And I think it is different in Cincinnati. I, I don't think that the Zach Taylor coaching staff as it is today is quite as dysfunctional as the Freddie Kitchens coaching staff in Cleveland was. But that's always a risk. And, and then the question becomes, as you mentioned, Lance, the ticking clock on Joe Burrow's contract and the, the fear that I think resides, at least in my mind, and I think the minds of some Bengals fans that, oh, look what happened with Carson. Look what happened with Deshaun Watson. Look what's happening with Aaron Rodgers, who won a Super Bowl in Green Bay. And you, you're seeing players taking power into their own hands. Not only that, every now and then we get questions like, hey, what do you think is going to happen when that stadium lease comes up? There's just so many questions about the future of this team. Is this season... How important, I guess, do you think this season is compared to the last maybe entirety of Mike Brown running this team? Is this as pivotal as it feels in some ways? Oh, I, I think so. I, I, I think against the backdrop of Joe's injury and if he's going to be healthy this year, I think adding Jamar Chase to it and the reuniting of the LSU Super Twins and, and the potential of this team with, as you mentioned, the stadium lease looming, this organization needs momentum and they need to ride that momentum. It can't be a blip of momentum. It has to be an arc that that is shooting up in terms of momentum. To th- This city wants... This city loves Joe Burrow, and, and there is such a drive and a push, I think, and, and it brings the pressure of everybody. They look at Joe, and then they look at the organization and say, this is the king. We believe in this guy. We don't know if we believe in anybody else in your organization, but you damn well better surround him with the opportunity to succeed because we haven't had a gift delivered to us like this in many, many moons, and you better not screw this up. And if they don't win, it's going to be solely eyes looking at that organization. And and good luck as an organization holding your, your hat in your hand saying, we would love a new stadium, because at that point, this city's <laughs> going to say, well, you're going to love that new stadium in another city because we're done. We're done with you. Yeah, I, I could certainly see that being part of the, the future if they struggle. Lance, last thing from me. What are your expectations for this team, right? Is it seven wins? Is it eight wins? What does it need to be, not only for Zach Taylor, but for you to feel like, man, this team, this organization is going in the right direction, and we could be talking about them being not only a playoff contender, but a Super Bowl contender in the near future? I think they have to be a winning team. And I know that may be like, what are you, crazy? It's Cincinnati and it's the Bengals. They've won six in the last two years. Well, it's not my fault they've only won six in the last two years. It's not my fault they won four or whatever last year. Um, I, I don't I don't care where they were last year. I just worry about where they need to be this year. And in year three under Zach, you have to, with everything they've given him in free agency in the draft, you have to have a winning program to present to your fans in, in year three. And now with 17 games, that my Butler math tells me that means you need, need to be nine and eight. Well, I'm sorry. You got to be nine and eight because if you're not a winner, you know what you are? You're a loser. And we, we have losing down in this city pretty good. We've got the hang of it. This has to be different, and it can't be, well, it was a feel-good and they got close to 500, and, or, well, they played well in the final month of the season. No, sorry. Win football games. That's the object, and in the end, if you don't win football games, then, uh, then I'm sorry, you're going to have to answer for it in this city. Well, if they get off to a bad start, maybe Zach should call you, Lance, because you're a winner. Make sure you follow Lance 
on Twitter at Lance McAllister. Check him out on 700 WLW Sports Talk 6 to 9. And then you got extra innings as well after the Reds game. Who knows what the Reds? Next time, maybe we'll, uh, we'll ask you about the Reds. But uh, I appreciate the time, Lance. Thanks for coming on. Guys, this was a blast. Honored to do it and uh, look forward to doing it again sometime. It doesn't get much bigger or better than that. Lance McAllister, uh, make sure you follow him on Twitter. Listen to him on 700WLW. Check out his blog. And that's going to do it for today's show. For Jake Lisko, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast.